Welcome to Salty Crackers, where two middle-aged women discuss movies, books, things going on in the world, whatever crosses our salty little minds. Please enjoy the show, and listener discretion may be advised. I'm Summer. I'm Summer. And we are Salty Crackers. So as you can tell, there's two Summers, and that is because Kirsten could not be with us for this recording. So I did the next best thing. I got my name twin. I the summer. other better half. <laughs> the other better half, yes. <laughs> summer, where are you from? I don't know. Somewhere in the southish. <laughs> the southish. All right. There's I... some Cajun in there, and then there's some Alabama in there, and then I was raised in Florida, and then I was spent ten years in Texas, and now I'm lost and live in Colorado. Yeah, you're definitely lost in Colorado. Definitely, I'm looking for the way out as we speak. <laughs> I just notice every time there's a snowstorm, you are beyond lost, and you get a nasty picture on my Facebook. Yes. 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 Very nasty with ugly words and not so nice pictures. Yes, that would be me. That would be me complaining loudly to anybody that will listen. (laughs) I'm the friend who can't help but laugh. Yes, that's the best kind to have because you know me and you know I'm not kidding. (laughs) Right. I know you're not kidding. And I have to catch myself because the whole time I'm thinking, then why did you move to Colorado? That would be because of my wonderful, fabulous husband that I want to choke 50% of the time. But yeah, he's so fabulous. (laughs) That I will confess to. Right. Yes. And I live in Utah, but I've always lived in snowy areas other than like five years in Vegas that we pretend didn't happen. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I did not like it there. Um, No offense to the people who live in Vegas. I have been there. Well, I visited once. Visiting back. Visiting is one thing, but I don't like the heat. See, and I'm not, I am the, I am the opposite. I, I, if I can't wear a tank top and shorts 80% of the time, I have no use for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, see, when I moved to Vegas, it was right before I married my husband and my car did not have working air conditioning. Oh, that's, well, see, that's a different, that's different. Yes. And I moved to Vegas the end of July. Well, now, see, now we have to discuss your intelligence. Now, (laughs) now that's not Vegas's fault, sweetie. Now we have to sit down and say, the other summer, we need to have a long discussion about what were you thinking? I was thinking I was marrying the right man. Oh, well, now if it was for your husband... And you're still married then. Yes. Almost 15, 14. Oh, I don't even know how many years we've been married. But yeah. That well, many then years you're later. happily married. If you don't even know how long you've been married anymore. Now it's just kind of like, yeah, we're still married. And that was a very long time ago. And there, there, it was worth it. So there you go. Awesome. See? So it was a good decision. Unfortunate it was worth for it me. Then. Yes. Unfortunate for me, the AC wasn't working. But we got that fixed as soon as we could. I've actually, I actually have a similar story. Because we moved back to Florida. And I had still had my car that I got when I was 16. Your little white one. Mitsubishi? Conditioner, no, my, yeah, it was my Celica. Celica. My Toyota Celica, 1990 Toyota Celica that I still wish I had because I would just get it refurbished. I would just get it redone. But we had to replace the air conditioner. And I loved my Toyota. So I will always love my Toyota. But the air conditioners 
shout out to all you Japanese car makers, are crap. So, other than that, I would still have my Celica. But I had to replace the air conditioner. Of course, it could be that it lived in Florida most of its life. That could have yeah. something to do with it, too. I mean, that... There, I could, you know, meh. anyway, so we had to replace this air conditioner three times. Oh. The whole thing, the whole system, the whole compressor. We're talking, this was in the 90s. So we're talking, it was about $800 back then. And I had to replace it three times. And I was one of those moms that got pregnant when I was 15. So I didn't have $700 three times. So thankfully, I had a grandmother who loved and adored me, and I would not have ever survived back then if it had not been for her and by the time we were up to air conditioner number three I had my husband Mm -hmm. who I'm still married to and so we had air conditioner number three but we moved back to Florida and that was when the air conditioner went out again oh dear so yes and then if you remember Florida is extremely humid and when you don't have an air conditioner it also fogs up the inside I remember the term you used to use for that. Yes. That was a fun one, and it still crosses my mind. Yes, very sexy. It's a very, very sexy situation to be in. Yes. You, yeah, you're, you're just sweating all over, all over. The inside sweating, the outside sweating, everything <laughs> is sweating. Yeah, yes. I think if I used that term, my kids would look at me like I was insane. Yes, but then you could just mention me, and they would know exactly where you got it from. They got to meet you first. I, well, that's not my fault. It's coming up. I know. I've been there. I've been to see you already. Yes. Now it's your Summer, why don't you tell the listeners how we first met? That's interesting. I don't remember. Do you remember how long you had been? Okay, so you and I, well, that this was somewhere else you lived that didn't snow. Do you remember uh, that? Yes. We lived in the armpit of North Carolina, <laughs> which was, we also called it the hurricane catcher. Of North Carolina. Oh, goodness. Yes. But see, I was actually familiar with that because having lived in Florida most of my life, I lived on the Gulf Coast of Florida. So right there with Louisiana and Alabama and and the Gulf. So we would catch all those hurricanes. So I was actually familiar. So this was not something that I was uncomfortable with. You were not from that area. So no. I thought I was going to drown just yes. by breathing. You were going to drown and blow away and the whole tsunamis. I mean, the whole thing it was the end of the world. <laughs> and we being from where I was from, we're like, well, it's, you know, it's a class four. Just, you know, just get comfortable and sit on the front porch. It'll be fine. <laughs> just a class four. Yeah, no big deal. Just sit on the porch. It's fine. Just come over and hang out on the porch with us. And you're having a meltdown. So, you know, it's it was fine, though. I mean, there were things, you know, we, we kind of, we leaned on each other in a lot of those times. But I was, Definitely. I met my husband when I was 19, which is scary because I was a mom at 15. I did everything backwards, which to, for me, it worked. Yes. I did everything backwards. I became a mom at 15. I met my husband when I was 19, which is funny now because he actually carded me. <laughs> <laughs> because I looked really young back then. He says I still do, but I call bull on that one. But we, I met when we, when I was 19, he was, God, how old was he? 21, I guess. That's okay. crazy. Crazy. Like he had just. I mean, just joined the Marine Corps. I grew up in a town that was full of Navy. Ah. 
And I grew growing up said, not a chance. Never, ever will I ever have anything to do with military. Never. <laughs> no way. Words. Not happening. Don't even think about it. If you <laughs> look like you're in something that looks like a uniform, don't come near me. Not a chance. Don't want anything to do with you. Joel and I had actually met at a club, which is kind of an interesting story because I did not go to clubs for the reason that people go to clubs anymore. It was not to pick up anybody. I didn't do that. I was not one of those people that went out looking. I just went because I enjoyed dancing. I went with my girlfriend and left with my girlfriend and <laughs> that was it. And just, we were just friends and we would go to kind of watch each other's back. And then we would, I mean, actually the, the girls that I would go with, we all had children. Okay. We would go home. We would leave our kids with babysitters we would have to be home by a certain time because of our babysitters and it was actually funny we would have to we would be out dancing and we actually would make a joke because we would say something like I have to go to the potty <laughs> and that was when you realized <laughs> you're you around your kids with that much. crowd because <laughs> that's not how they talked you know it wasn't like I have to go to the ladies room or I have to use the toilet it was we had toddlers at home. We were yep. training, you know, and we're 18, 19 years old. That is funny. And so, I mean, that was just the people that I spent time with because we were young moms. And so yeah. the night I met Joel, it was interesting because he was sitting at a table. And the only reason I even saw him or he even saw me, well, I say that, but I walked by a table and sitting at the head of the table was a girl I had known since I was about eight years old. Her mom and my mom were best friends. Okay. And so she and I had actually grown up together. My mom and her mom are still best friends. They've been best friends for 35 years. Nice. Um, probably closer to 40 now. Um, I stopped and spoke to her. She was there with her boyfriend, who was a friend of Joel's. So they uh... were there with... And he was a Marine. So that was kind of how, so he, his Marine buddies yeah. were all there together. So okay. that's how he saw me. I actually didn't see him because I wasn't looking at the group of guys. Like I said, I was not there for a man. So I went on out back and, and was getting some air, got a Coke or whatever. Cause I wasn't old enough to drink. Still. I'm not a drinker. Don't, don't like it. I only thing I drink, it's alcoholic is if I don't taste the alcohol in it. That's the only um, way I'll drink. Okay. So I'm a lousy drinking friend, if, FYI. You don't um, got to worry with me. Yep. So <laughs> I, I really stink in that department. But so he happened to catch sight of me and asked my friend about me. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of any of this and came in and went dancing again with my friend that I had brought with me. And he came out to the dance floor to dance with me. And... Again, I had no idea who he was. I didn't know he was there with my friend. I didn't know anything about him. He approached me. We danced for a little while. Got close to time for me to have to leave. We're on the dance floor and I turned around and I said, I'm going to have to leave. I have to get home to my babysitter. Mm -hmm. And of course, that shocked the mess out of him. And he <laughs> turned and he looked at me. He said, you have a kid? And I said, 
sure do. Just proud as I could be. And I'm, yeah. you know, 19 years old. And that first thing I said to him was, I have to go. I have to be home by midnight for my babysitter. Yeah. And he said, how old? And I said, almost two. Or I think two years old or something at the time. I mean, well, I was 19, so I guess he was older than that. But maybe yeah. three at the time. I don't even remember now, but he said, yeah. um, I guess that was one thing that kind of stuck with him because he kept asking my, we asked me what my son's name was and which was Michael. And so I told him Michael and I guess they all went to dinner after they left the club and he kept asking my, my friend from my childhood who I was and about my son and what was my son's name again and what was my <laughs> name again. And just you want to make sure you were lying. Yeah, so just kept asking all this stuff about me, and she, of course, then he had asked her to reach out to me on his behalf. Okay. And so I was like, I'm sorry, what? You know? Yeah. Who is this, huh? What are you talking about? Well, he did actually ask me for my number before I left the club, which I had never in all the time, and this was something I did like almost on a twice a month basis I would go out because I had just recently broken up with my son's father. We'd been together for like five years. Okay. And so and all the time I had been going out and having time as a single person and I, my babysitter was my mother. Just FYI. Yeah. I, I had never given my phone number to anybody ever. And so when he asked me for my phone number, I gave him my pager number. So this tells you I'm dating myself. So we're talking, you know, 95, 1995 at the time. So he was, Michael was two and a half. And so I'm, you know, I gave you my pager number. Well, he thought when I gave you my pager number that I was dismissing him, that I was not interested when, in fact, I just didn't want to give you my home phone number because my son's dad would still come over and visit with my son. Yeah. And so I just was trying to avoid any kind of awkward situations because my yeah. son's dad and I, and so one of my closest friends is actually my son's stepmother and I are actually really close friends. So we were doing that mom and and stepdad and dad and stepmom at the baseball games and the yeah. birthday parties and Christmas thing before it was cool. So well, one of my you were smart. Well, one of my closest friends is my son's stepmom. And yeah. all of my all of my son's brothers and sisters call me Aunt Summer. They awesome. always have. And I've got well, my son will be here in August, and his brother is coming up from Florida to come visit and is gonna stay with us. Nice. I'm Aunt Summer. I'm just I yeah. always have a potty trained every one of his kids. Every uh, kid that that man has ever had, I potty trained. Oh, you are a saint. So, I mean, that's just kind of how we always did things. Yeah. So You can get me to potty train anyone else's kids. I hated <laughs> potty training my own. <laughs> well, I only had the one. And, and honestly, I was so close to all of them. And they kind of had their own space in my house. And... <laughs> Spent time at my house every weekend and we just never did the custody and the, the, I mean, he would give me money for child support every month, but it wasn't like something we did through the courts and we never did the custody agreement through courts and we just never did all that. You know, if we did a birthday party for my son, then 
Chad and his family was invited. And if we did Christmas, I would call Chad in the morning and say, hey, he's awake. Get over here before we do Santa Claus. All right. I, I like mean, that. We just, we always did all that. Yeah. We, just, we always did everything inclusive. You know, I'm mean, Chad came up with one of his brothers and stayed with us in North Carolina when we were stationed there. Okay. It was just something that kept all the stress down. It just, there was no need to be weird. Right. And it was the best thing for Michael. Absolutely. Because having parents not get along. Oh my God. Affects was, the kids. Yeah. I mean, there were times it, it got tense and it got strange and that was just so hard on everybody and so unnecessary. Yeah. So we just, I don't know, just a choice that we all decided to make. It wasn't always easy, but it was always worth it. Definitely. So, you know, there were struggles and there were times that we struggled, but it was just never something you do in front of the kids. Right. But, and if we had to have it out, we had it out, but we didn't do it where my son knew anything about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there came a time when, I got serious when I was getting serious with my husband and I, and we were talking, you know, and, and my son's dad knew it was finally over between him and I, and I was moving on with my husband. Mm -hmm. And there was a time he showed up at my house and thought he was going to act big and bad and make his claim. (laughs) And yeah, I don't think so. (laughs) That unfortunately he decided to do that in front of my son. Oh, And that did not go over well. But one thing I respected most about my husband was that my husband stayed in the recliner in view of everything happening. Mm -hmm. But he never moved until Chad tried to push his way through my front door. And of course, I was not, again, I'm not one of those women that just kind of sits idly by and is all sweet and butterflies and rainbows no you're feisty i slammed the door back down in his face (laughs) (laughs) with no hesitation i mean yeah he pushed me once and i slapped him across the face and never touched me again so i will hit you back oh yeah so when he tried to push the door in on me i slammed the door on him but as soon as i slammed that door and i looked over at joel to my left he was out of that chair and out the front door before Chad knew what hit him. Mm-hmm. And he never crossed me like that again. But Joel never lost his temper. He just went out the front door and Chad tried to do his whole, I'm still in love with her, blah, blah, blah. And Joel said, I know. And he said, but I, you know, I can't lose her. And Joel said, you already did. Yeah. And he said, I'm still in love with her. I want her back. He said, I know, but you can't have her. She's mine now. And he said, I just want to see my son. He said, I'll never stand in the way between you and your son. But you're not going to treat her like that. She's mine now. Just one of those things I think Joel kind of let him say his piece. And he knew where he was coming from. You know, he knew that he finally realized after five years of playing games, he'd lost. Yeah, you were done. I was done. I'd been done, but. Chad being stupid didn't know that you know he didn't realize that and he was realizing that Mm -hmm. and I'd found my one and only and unfortunately I had to kiss a couple frogs to get there but found my prince and 
met Joel in March by accident, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he proposed to me in August of that same year. And in December, we were married. So nine months. Yeah. And this December will be 25 years that we've been married. So. I feel so old. Oh, my. You're telling me. (laughs) You're telling me. You're only one year older. My son, the very son that was toddling around and was my little three-year-old ring bearer at my wedding will be 30 (laughs) in December. Oh, my gosh. No That little kid that you babysat. Oh, I fell in love with Michael. He was the sweetest. He was. He ain't anymore. He ain't all sweet and cute anymore. He's kind of a smart aleck. Wonder where um, he got that from. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. He, I was all sweet and cute with him. And mm. no, I wasn't. I was just as smart aleck as he is. But, <laughs> but he's not supposed to be a smart aleck with his mama. Oh, it never changes. Well, he's going to get it. He's you should ask in August, mom. and he's going to remember who is the reigning champ of Smart Alex. So, oh. so yes, that cute little three-year-old kid with missing teeth and with his bright blonde hair because he's been in the sun too long and his little berry-colored skin because he's from the south. Oh, and those bright blue eyes. Oh, those oh those eyes that would just glow. Yes, they just would almost glow in the dark. You would think. And the dimples, so bright. Oh my goodness. Yes, his little puffy cheeks and dimples. Oh my goodness. Has now grown up and lives in England for almost six years. Mm. Happily married. Awesome. Is a still plays soccer as a goalie. Working. Um, with the health system over there kind of does rehabilitation for like stroke victims and oh, uh, that's so awesome. Things like that. And loves his wife fiercely, fiercely. I bet. So, so is Michael the one who's listening to us in England? I don't know. I honestly don't know. When you asked me that last time they were on yet another holiday in some country that I can't pronounce. <laughs> Well, Michael, if you're the one listening, I have somebody listening in England. He might be because I think he has seen it on my Facebook or my Instagram or whatever. So he might be because, of course, he remembers you. Well, I love that kid. Well, he's still a little boy in my mind. Well, keep that sweet memory because when you see him again, (laughs) you're going to have a heart attack because. Oh, the pictures I see. Yeah, he's a full man. Oh, he is. I'm going to tell you, I sent a skinny, scrawny kid to England and he grew up and became a big old freaking muscular, good looking hunk of man. I'm going to tell you right now that when, you know, when you see teachers, like when, when the firemen come to do their display at schools for (laughs) teachers and the teachers are all standing in their windows or at the office, wiping the drool off their chins. Because teachers are not hatched in a pod somewhere. I mean, they're women with needs and and ovaries and stuff. (laughs) And we have our husbands at home that we love and we take care of them. And, and yes, I mean, we're, we're mothers and wives and all. Yeah. Okay. All that stuff after hours, but at school, when those firemen just show up <laughs> and we're wiping the slobber off our chins and our mouths are hanging open and our eyes are glazed over 
Well, when my son walks into a school that I am working at, the secretaries and the teachers and whatever <laughs> in the hallways, their eyes glaze over oh, and their mouths word. fall open in the drool. <laughs> and then they apologize to me fiercely because they behaved like that when my child walked by. And I just look at him and go, don't apologize, girl. I know. I know. I gave birth to that. I know. I know. <laughs> Appreciate it. I know what I did. I know what I did. And you did it right. You got a good looking looking babies. I can make some good looking babies. (laughs) Yes, girl. Oh, well. So then nine months later, we're married. I go from literally, and I'm going to tell you, one of the scariest things I've ever done in my life was going from being a single mom at 15, living with my mother, with my grandmother, five minutes down the street who was my babysitter when I was in school. So I finished high school, finished college, hadn't finished college yet, finished high school, started college, married a Marine that I swore I was never going to do, was not going to do that, which is another funny story because he tells me, I said, were you in the service? You're in the military? He was like, yeah, I'm a Marine. Well, I'm around Navy and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. Army. Okay. Coast Guard even because I'm from Florida. And I turn and I look at my friend and I mouth to her. Marine, <laughs> and I've got this bewildered look on my face, and I'm like, "What's a marine?" Oh dear, <laughs> I have no idea, no uh... clue. I have confessed to all you Marines out there. I apologize. I have confessed this to my husband, and I know the error of my ways. And now <laughs> I have been, I have been cured. I recognize. You are the few and the proud and the strongest and the best of the best. I understand. And once you're a Marine, you are always a Marine. I get it. And I'm a Marine wife. I understand. I apologize. I see the error of my ways. I now understand. There's Marine crap all over my house. Well, yeah. I get it. But at the time, I was a stupid 19-year-old girl drooling over some stupid boy. So you got to understand where I was at. at the time. <laughs> okay. So yes, I marry him in December. He's gone for four months. He's back for four months. He's gone for four months. He's back for four months. And then we move. And I'm stripped out of my mother's house and away from my grandmother with this kid that I don't know what to do with because I'm still 19 <laughs> and moved into military housing yes and if you remember all the housing used to be officer housing do you remember that joke summer no i don't oh you don't remember that everybody said all the house my housing our housing on nash road Nash, yep and then the housing that was across the street from the schools. And then the housing that was out on the main drag in Havelock used to be officer housing. Oh, our housing used to be officer housing. And then what was it? Slocum Village? Yeah, there was Slocum. And then what was the other one? The Swinger Housing. Yeah. Yeah, they, those were some winners. That was the guy that had been married to his current wife's sister. Before he married her. Well, you can't keep it in the pants. Keep it in the family. Well, she was wondering why he was, her sister was mad at her. She just didn't understand why her sister was so upset. Because 
she was walking around with his baby and all, but you know, he he used to be married to her sister, so she just didn't understand why her sister was so mad at her. And where are they from? Do you remember? Kentucky or something. Holy crap. No. Get with it. West Virginia. <laughs> uh, just get with it. And, uh, yeah, let's not keep it in the family, you know? Girl, those people mm. were why we moved. <laughs> those people. Yeah. Do you remember? Well, you were. Yeah. Well, he was an MP. Okay. And we were sitting at the house one day and I heard this tires just screaming out front on the road. Okay. And a couple minutes later, in walks Michael with his coat on. And they were supposed to have been next door playing with that family's son because the kids i'm like i'm not gonna judge the kids you know whatever i'm not gonna hold yeah. it out on the kids well in walks michael with his coat on and i'm like what you doing bud we were just in the, we were riding in the car and it, i swear to god it was like you he- literally heard brakes screeching oh, and no. everything going on in my house literally just started screeching to a halt you heard Joel screeching. You heard me. You heard the couple of friends we had over. Mm. And I said, I'm sorry, what? What car? We were just in the car with, I mean, he's like five. Yeah. Yeah, that was him and that freaking muscle car that the MP that Mm -hmm. had been drinking all night was now out in the street doing tricks. (sighs) With my kid in the car. So we called MPs to report it. Yeah. And because we had some friends over and one of them failed to tell us he was underage, was oh. drinking at our house, they threatened my husband. Oh, my word. So we packed up and were gone. The ne- By the next week, I found us some place to rent and we packed up a U-Haul and were gone. Yeah. And I do remember you moving. It was a nice... Yeah place that you moved into yeah it was a triplex never heard of that before oh really but yeah i had never (laughs) heard of that before then all right we we actually so you knew you were military wife when you can pack your house in a day move it and have it completely unpacked and have a wet down a wet down see that's another military term a wet down the same night. What's a wet down? Come on, Summer. I don't remember Josh ever saying that. Your husband got promoted. You got to have a wet down at your house, which is just a promotion party. Oh, we never had one. And then your husband has to get stacked. Yeah. At the same party. Huh. Which they end up literally moving all of your living room furniture into your yard so that nothing gets broken because you don't want to piss off the sergeant major, which is me. (laughs) Yeah, that you have to keep the party going until you float the keg. At at my parties, they knew not to mess with me because there was a basket by the front door Uh and the car keys went in the basket. Yeah. And then I was the only one that knew where the car keys were. You'd go hide the basket? And I, yes. So the basket got put up 
and you had to come to me and I had to determine whether or not you were safe to drive. The summer sobriety test. And if you were not safe to drive, I drove you home. Nice. And then you had to come back and get your car the next day. So I wasn't working quite yet. And Josh came home and he mentioned how he met a guy who has a wife named Summer. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, cool. And he's like, no, but it's spelled the same. I even asked him like, oh, well, it's probably not spelled the same way my wife's name is. And he's like, my wife's spelled with an O. He's like, what? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I've never met anyone with their name spelled the same way as mine. And then he's like, even funnier. They're right across the street from us. Crazy. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So eventually, somehow, we met. What's crazy, too, is that they didn't even work in the same squadron. Like, they weren't the same. They weren't even in the same MO. Like, your husband was ordnance and mine Uh was avionics. That is Yours was 223. Mine was 203. How do you remember that? I don't know. That's crazy. I need a, I need a support group. How do I still remember okay. that? The only thing I still remember, like, I remember the street name. Yeah. Unfortunately, I still remember his soch. Yeah. Because you have to know that to survive. Yeah, you can't buy food, gas, anything. without that. So, I mean, I still know it, and I would never do anything to put him at risk because he's a good guy. No. Well, yeah. I mean, I loved him. Come on. Yeah. Fantastic guy. Um, so, yeah. Somehow we met. And from there on, it was just like, I don't know. We were always at each other's houses. And... Well, yeah. We were like four houses down from each other. Yeah. You know what, though? I think you and I, like, really leaned on each other a lot, though, too. Because yeah. it was such a... I mean, really think about it. It is literally... It's not like... Becoming a military wife is one thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and I mean, I know a lot of military wives are probably going to groan in this, and, and I understand. I get it because becoming a military wife is a, it's life altering. It is a huge shift. It's it's not like becoming. I mean, it's not like becoming a wife in itself isn't a life changing, life altering yeah. thing in its own. So you have, literally, you have a 19-year-old, two 19-year-old girls. One's a mom, one's not yet. But you have two 19-year-old girls who literally pick up their whole lives, everything that they've known. Mm-hmm. And they move to somewhere completely different where they know nothing. Or anyone at all. Literally. You are you are changing everything so you're not just getting married to the person that you love and moving to become their spouse so Mm -hmm. it's not like you're just getting married and it's not like in you're becoming a navy wife or an army wife or whatever i'm telling you and and i don't know i don't know if maybe and i apologize if this offends anybody actually i don't i'm not one of those people that if it offends you i'm sorry that's that's I'm not really sorry. That's that's your own choice. If you choose to be offended, then that's your choice. But it's different. When you, the Marine mentality is just different. It's just different. Okay. So and I don't know any different. This, I mean, I, I, my grandfather was Navy. Everybody else that we've been around, my, my husband's family was Navy. Okay. It's different. There's just a, a, 
it's kind of like I told my husband years ago, you're in the Navy, you're in the Army, you're in the Coast Guard. But you are a Marine. You are a Marine. Never even thought of it that way. Yeah, because my oldest brother was a Marine as well. It's just different. Yeah. And your wives are expected to adopt that same mentality. Well, see, and that was one thing I struggled with in a way. Uh, Moving to a Marine Corps base. Yes. I all of a sudden felt like more or less my rights were taken away. You d- they are, baby. Because you cannot I get could... on that base without your husband's ID. Yeah. You, you have to have that military trees. ID. To Yeah, to get into the commissary. You have to have it to get on base. And gas. I mean, everything. you cannot do anything without. Literally, you have his, his, his approval stick, stuck on your car. Yeah. Now, of course, there are women who are Marines who have husbands who are just civilians. And it's almost the same thing. I it mean, is, it's yes. the Marine trumps everything and it is all on the Marine. So then yes. I was afraid to even have a personality because heaven forbid I do something and get my husband in trouble. Yes. And that's the thing. And it is, it is the same way with the Marine women who have husbands who feel the same way or the Marine mm-hmm. women who have wives or however you choose to, to go. Yeah. At the you're time. Dependent. At the time. Exactly. I think it was, it was a very different for ourselves. Time. We're speaking yes. for ourselves and our experiences. I'm not going to even attempt to try to speak for anybody else. I am speaking right. for my experience in 1990, whatever that was. Eight. Six, seven, eight, nine. 1998 is we, when I, I left in 2001. We left four days before 9-11. Holy crap. Four days before. Dang. Yep. Yeah. See, we left in 2000. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like having my rights taken away. And that was hard because well, just living off base made a big difference. Yeah. I just, I enjoyed not having to pay power or rent. But, the, that, but they gave you, I mean, like they gave they us did. that allowance. Yeah. Off base. But just, I will tell you the, See, that was a big difference between you and I, too, though. Like, y'all were desperately trying to save every penny, mm-hmm. which I can respect, completely and totally can respect that. And I think that, like, between you and, and Joel and I, but we had Michael as well. Yes. Like, we wanted the experiences as, I guess, was more of a priority for us, but also sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And two, like, I couldn't work like I didn't have the, the opportunity. Like, I was trying to go to school to get my education degree to become a teacher because mm-hmm. Michael was in school. And then so my hours were limited because I could only do it while Mike was in school. And then I had to be home to be a mom. Oh, I hear you. That's what yeah. I'm doing at this time. Exactly. Exactly. How did and we see, mirror each other so much? I, well, you're just a little behind me, girl. So it's all good. It's all <laughs> oh, good. I, I've been from the beginning, but you well, know. See, but like I said, I did I did everything backwards. And I did everything late. See, well, no, you did everything when you were supposed to. I. No, uh, <laughs> most people have children before they hit the age of 32. Yeah, well, a lot of people are done. Not you know everyone. What, my, my life has turned out to literally be one miracle Followed by a lesson, followed by a blessing, followed by a lesson. Yeah. 
followed by a blessing. Going from, I'm going to be 14, get pregnant by my high school sweetheart who cheated on me the whole time we were together, <sighs> to then have him become one of my best friends, mm-hmm. so we were always better friends than we would have ever been as a couple, Yeah, meeting the man that I have been married to for the last 25 years, who was the absolute best father I could have ever picked for my son, ever. Mm -hmm. To having more than a dozen miscarriages. So had I not gotten pregnant, let me put this in perspective for you, especially with the current events. Yeah. Had I not gotten pregnant at the age of 14, by my high school sweetheart, who was cheating on me the whole time we were together and had that baby when I did, I would not have ever been a mom. And isn't that crazy how what seems like a bad An, oh decision. Oh my God, end of the world. Yeah. Ends up being a blessing. Be my miracle. Yeah. I, I've had a lot of those where you're like, what, why, how, what, what are we going to do? This is terrible to oh my gosh, it worked out so perfectly and it was so well orchestrated. Absolutely. Like it it couldn't have been anything other than a blessing. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it's like I'm 14 or 15 and had I not chosen what I chose, I would have never been a mother. Right. You can't go back all those years, but one of the things that that stands out the most to me, and I'm only saying this because whoever is listening to this or whoever does listen to this, if you ever do see a young girl who is pregnant, before you ask her any questions or before you pass any judgment or before you say anything that could possibly change the tune or whatever of the conversation. Please, whatever your judgment is or whatever your thoughts are, please let the first thing that you say be congratulations. Yeah. Because I have never once been congratulated for being pregnant ever. Right. And I can see that a lot because everyone is so stuck on, well, that's just socially unacceptable. Oh my God, you're pregnant. Yeah. That's what I heard. Okay, so it may not be ideal. I don't want my children getting pregnant at a young age. I think think every parent feels that way. Let's get through school first because a baby makes things more complicated. But you never need to beat them up over it. No. Because Um, I guarantee that whatever you're going to say, they've already said to themselves a hundred times. Oh, yeah. You know, um, my sister Kirsten. She had her first when she was 16, 17. I was 16. So she was 17 years old when she had her first child. And luckily, my parents handled it, I would say, well. Like, my dad was devastated at first. Well, yeah. Um, it took him a I, while. Know, and the thing is, the anger and the fear. and, and I, Anger is a secondary emotion. It comes from fear. Yeah. You're afraid. You're afraid for your daughter. Yeah, but you know, my parents were very supportive. We did keep it from the family, like all the other siblings. I was the youngest, so I was the only one who knew. But when Kirsten was ready to tell them, she told them. Right. Um, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm so blessed because my niece has found our family. I love her. Like, you look at her and she has my high forehead. 
Aww. And she could pass probably more as mine. But, by golly, let me tell you, attitude, I think, is genetic. <laughs> she is so much like my sister. It is nuts. But she's fantastic. And yeah. I always wanted to meet her. See, so when she awesome. finally, yeah, when she finally reached out, it was like, hallelujah, I finally get her. Yep. Because I always included her when I would count nieces and nephews. It's just like, well, there's this many and right. we have one who's like, she is our family, but we don't know her, but I want to include her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, you, you just, you don't ever bad mouth someone for choosing to have a baby. You know, I remember there was once we went to dinner for my mom's birthday or something, and I had to take Michael to the bathroom to change him or whatever. And there was a, an older woman that came in the bathroom for, she to go to the bathroom, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I was changing Michael and he was laughing and cooing and whatever. And I was just playing with him and teasing him. And of course he was just being adorable, precious little self. He was probably five months old at the time. And mm-hmm. And this woman came up at, I mean, just complete stranger. And she came up and and I could tell it was kind of hard for her to to talk to me or to approach me. Mm -hmm. But I could also tell that for whatever reason, we were in that bathroom at the same time and that there was something really heavy on her heart. And so I just smiled at her. I just kept cooing with Michael and, and I just smiled at her and I just made, tried to make myself seem approachable. You know, I Mm -hmm. just was like. I was just in the moment with Mike yeah. because I, that, well, you remember when he was younger, there was never a time I didn't want to be with him. Right. I loved every single minute with him. There was, if there was something that, that we were going to go do. And I was, I was like this when I was 15, I was like this when I was 17. If there was something that we were going to go do that Michael couldn't come do, I didn't want to go do it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to spend time with my son. I enjoyed him, but I also didn't tolerate a lot of mess from him. So he was a well-behaved kid. And he knew yes, ma'am, it was, from a very young age. I didn't put up with a lot of that nonsense. So, I mean, I remember one kid, one guy, one of Joel's parties telling me he wanted my recipe for kids. Because when he had kids, he wanted my recipe. Oh, right. Yeah, because of how, I mean, he was he was a cool kid. I mean, he was respectful and he was well-behaved, but he was yeah. fun. He could yeah. hold his own. He could be a smart aleck, but he was never disrespectful. He didn't go past that point. Mm-hmm. And he was fun. Oh, you girl, know? you need to raise my kids. Well, I mean, he was, <laughs> I enjoyed him, though. I mean, I think that was a big thing. He yeah. knew I enjoyed him. He knew I enjoyed being around him and we would do a date night mm-hmm. every other week. And I always, I hated wearing dresses, girl. I hated wearing, you remember that? I hated dress. <laughs> Did I ever girl. see you in a dress? Yes. You saw it once every other week because Michael made me have one dress because that was what I had to wear when I took him on a blasted date. <laughs> Love that kid. <laughs> one dress. <laughs> I remember trying to throw that thing away. I don't remember how many times and he kept pulling it out of the, the give it away box and hanging it back up in my closet so that come date night he would go pull it out of the closet and be like you gotta wear this mom (laughs) I still remember that dress too it would probably it would go now with it's tie-dye blue green colors anyway getting (laughs) off topic yeah still remember that blasted dress it's not something you could wear in Colorado by the way so yeah (laughs) you can only wear it in the south 
So, <laughs> so I'm in the bathroom with Michael and he's just being his cute little self. And this woman walks up to me and she says, can I ask you something? And I was like, well, yeah, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, I guess her daughter had just was 16 and she had just recently found out she was pregnant and she wasn't sure what to do and she didn't know how to handle it and whatever. And, you know, she was just having a really hard time with it. And, and I remember not really knowing kind of what to say and just saying, you know, that obviously Michael was a complete surprise that my mother had taken her virgin daughter to the doctor to get her put on birth control (laughs) and finding out she was six weeks pregnant, that that was how it went for my mother. Oh, your poor mom. That's a true story, by the way. And that since then, my mother and my grandmother and I have learned that he is absolutely the best thing that has ever happened to all three of us. Yeah. And that my grandmother commonly says she doesn't remember what we used to do for fun before we had him. Oh, I love it. That he is obviously meant to be here. Yeah. And that he is, you know, he has his purpose. There was a reason that God brought him into our lives when he did and how he did. Yep. And that we're just enjoying every minute. So. Oh, he is fantastic. And she asked me if she could hug me. And I said, absolutely, you know, and she gave him a big old hug and kissed him on his face and walked out of that bathroom in tears. And I, you know, I still don't. I hate, and it was Red Lobster. I still remember that. It was Red Lobster. And if you remember one thing about me is I don't eat seafood. No. I don't eat anything that swam. Nothing. You are just like me. Oh, my God. Well, the killer is I am I have Louisiana blood, and I'm from Florida. And yes. And don't eat anything that swam. So, I mean, I, I am, I am, I should be donated for science. So... You actually answered a question that I had always had. I'm like, well, maybe if I grew up around... Um, the shore, you know, where you get yeah, fresh no. fish, mm-hmm. maybe. No, nope. but no, I hate it. I'm like, nope, proof. Summer doesn't like it. No, nope. I'm not a freak. Yeah, I think, I think you sure your dad always <laughs> been from wherever you're from? <laughs> you know, he as much as I would love Florida, did he? No, I don't think he's ever been in Florida. I could be wrong. My mom will correct me if I'm wrong. What about Louisiana? Has he ever been to Louisiana? No. Oh, well, then that's not it. Yeah. So Alabama? Has he ever been to Alabama? Iowa, Oregon, and Nevada. No, never been to any of those places. Only place that my mom's been was Virginia. She was in Virginia for a while. Yeah. My my dad, trust me, I would love to be able to share blood with you. I would love to have a different dad than my own. So me too. And my dad was amazing. See? You know, it would have it would have been great. That would be fabulous. We could just claim it. <laughs> oh, by the way, mom, you have another daughter. That's fine with me. That's and the name fine. was so great you used it twice. See? Well, obviously. <laughs> maybe my maybe our moms are sisters. <laughs> yeah. Because my, my grandpa now, he was he was in the Navy. And when my mother asked him if she had any other siblings, he flat said, not that I know of. <laughs> See, I'm, and my grandpa was in the Army. So, you know, they I, maybe. See, I'm telling you. I, I, I have a feeling your mom is younger by a bit. Because my mom's know. in her mid-70s. 
No, nope. my mom was born in 49. Oh, so not that much younger. Nope, that's not going to work either. <laughs> huh. We Grandpa. have no excuses, Summer. <laughs> we don't. So I was watching, I had to tell you this. I almost called you the other day because I was watching my serial killer murder mystery shows. You know, those uh-huh. shows that make all the psychopaths relax. In the yes, evening. I love them. See, girl, stop <laughs> it. Stop it. We are going to have to go get our DNA done. And right. so I'm watching one of my one of my shows. Have you watched this show, Text Me When You Get Home? No. Oh, my God. Okay. You've got to watch this show. So you've got to check this show out. So I'm watching this show yesterday, and it's Text Me When You Get Home. Mm-hmm. And shut the front door. One of the girls talking on the show. Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? I'm sitting down. Her name was Summer. Spelled our way? Yes. <gasps> Only what? other one ever besides you and me. <laughs> well, I, I think Facebook kind of argues that. I disagree. I haven't found one that's real. <laughs> is everyone else wanting to be cool? Well, I mean, if okay, if you have if your name is actually spelled S O M M E R, then you got to tag us so that we can find you because I will reach out to you and friend request you and we'll have to connect if <laughs> yes. you're listening to this. Because <laughs> we're looking for you. We're looking for our S-O-M-M-E-R sisters. Yes, we are not the American season. No. That's or the Germanic explained. season. I mean, we love you, S-U-M-M-E-R's. <laughs> we love you, but we're looking for the S-O-M-M-E-R's. Yes. And no, it's not Somer, so help me. Oh, not Somer or Somer. No. If that's all you can come up with, then you need to stop yourself. Yes. If that's what you're going to call me, then don't call me. Right. I'd rather you call me, hey, you. But a lot of the time I get you called You did not Savannah's just mom. say that. Because when I was, before I was born, my dad told my mother he wanted to call me Haman Ulysses. Oh, no. And he was just going to call me, hey, you. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's my dad. That's my dad. That's okay. My dad always joked about wanting to name us like um, Olga and Hilda and Gertrude. Alma, Agnes. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Anymore, I'm just like Savannah's mom or Rebecca's mom. See, I'm, yeah, it was better than being Joel's wife. I have, Joel had a friend when we first got married that used to call me your wife. He would talk to Joel and say, well, what about your wife? The name well, is he, not that hard to remember. Come on. Well, I don't know if he was like just scared of me or if he was, which could have been, or if he was scared of Joel. And I remember we're oh. at the apartment one day and he kept saying, well, you ask your wife or well, what does your wife think? Or, and it was like the fifth time he'd done this. And I was getting ready in the bathroom and I came out of the bath and it could have, you know, now that I'm, now that I think about it, maybe he was scared of me because I came out <laughs> of the bathroom and I tore out of the bedroom and I came into the living room from the kitchen and I stopped in front of him and I said, you know, I have a bleeping name <laughs> and I had a bleeping name before I married this SOB and no, I did not say bleeping or SOB <laughs> and it was summer and it's going to be summer after I leave this SOB. And it'll be summer long after we don't talk to you anymore. And yeah. Then I went back in the bathroom and I finished getting ready. 
Oh, that's I don't funny. remember seeing him after that. <laughs> you scared him off. I think I maybe scared him before that. Oh, that's why so he kept calling me your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell you, when you were talking about hey. Joel, yes, communicating with Chad, yes, and not really knowing what's being said, yes. Right after Josh and I got to Cherry Point, yes. He wanted to show off his Corvette because his stepdad put in a new engine and it was all fantastic. Well, yeah, I remember. That. I remember that. I remember oh, that car. Wasn't it beautiful? It was. I, I missed that, that car. I loved it. But he took me with him and he drove onto what was it called? In where his shop was, onto the flight deck. I I don't know. Oh yeah, onto the oh on the airstrip or the. Remember the, the fog walks? Something. Okay, so on the airstrip where they would land on the landing deck? No, you know, it was just right next to his shop. Like he parked in front of the building. Oh, so I, I know what know. you're talking about. I know where you're talking where they had it fenced off. Yeah, it was all fenced off, so you know, not everyone could the just squadron. Go. There we go. In front of the squadron. Okay. So, you know, he pulls up and as cor- Corvettes do, the hood opens opposite than most every other car. Right. So he has all his buddies looking in at the engine, talking, and this one guy looks in at me. Mm-mm. Then he turns and he says something to Josh. Uh-oh. And I see Josh get really pissed off. Uh-oh, and he says something back. red, didn't it? Yep. I remember that. And then they shook hands. Uh-oh. After Josh said his piece. Uh-oh. And then everyone wandered off. Hey, we got some puppies. Oh, yes. I said, uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> True story. True story. I said, uh-oh. And I love it. Mom is not allowed to have any emotion. No emotion. I can't get excited. I can't get sad. I can't get scared. Oh, yes. I love it. That was Bo. Bo says hi. Yes. Hi, Bo. Oh, so, my goodness. When Josh closed up the hood and gets in the car, I'm like, what was that about? I guess the guy said, can I date her? What? And I'm like, does he know that we're married? He's like, yeah, he knows. He's <gasps> married too. I said, excuse me? Here uh... I am. This completely naive 19-year-old. Completely naive. Okay, yeah, I grew up in Nevada. I was aware of um, prostitution and stuff like that. But I had never heard of a swinger. No way. He was from Slocum <sighs> Village, wasn't he? Probably. My oh jaw my God. dropped. He was <laughs> legit asking to date you. Yes. I can, I as, can literally see Josh turning yeah. red and purple from his neck to the yeah. top of his head. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I'm just sitting there with my jaw completely dropped. Like, uh, uh, What? And he's like, and I told him if he ever asked me that again, I would kill him. And then we shook hands. And I'm like, really? Um, well, yeah, he turned, he saw your husband turn into a, like a blueberry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't even know how to handle that. Cause I'm just like, he, he's married and I, what, what? I don't get this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that kind of reminded me of like when Joel went to talk to Chad. I don't think anybody asked Joel to date me. That's well, no, hilarious. but 
Now I have to ask him. But, you know, at least there was that communication, a very definite line that was drawn. And I think that's probably what happened between Joel and Chad, because I saw that with Josh and whoever his co-worker buddy. Well, dang, now I want to be able to have seen it. That's oh my gosh. awesome. <laughs> After that, I was a little intimidated. And then I started working at Subway on base. Yes, I remember that. And I think without communicating it fully, I got the impression that one of the girls who worked there who was married to a Marine may have, they may have been swingers. Oh, my gosh. So there was this really great guy that worked there, too. Absolutely loved him. Holy cow. But the the relationship seemed like uh, probably something there. Wow. So the one thing I loved about this guy, his name was Brian. I was in the back chopping vegetables. It was morning, no customers yet. And he had the radio on and it was talk show. For the most part, I was tuning it out. It was angry speech, mostly aimed towards white people. Oh, no. I wasn't going to be offended by it. Just like, whatever. People can listen to what they want to listen to. And Brian was black. Right. And as I'm cutting vegetables, I see him pop his head around the corner and his eyes are super wide. (laughs) He turns the radio off really fast. He's like, I don't know about all these people being oppressed and depressed. I'm not. I'm happy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, I love you. He was so concerned about my feelings. And he was like the happiest guy. Like just genuinely happy. And he always made fun of me because he thought I was from Nevada. I'm like, it's not Nevada. It's Nevada. See, that is one thing I learned from you. That is one thing I learned from you was how to say that appropriately. You don't ever call it Nevada. That That is, is, see, and I used to not know that. So that is one thing I definitely learned from you. Well, then he's like from Nevada. (laughs) I'm like, what? And then he started talking to me about Area 51. He's like, is that why your forehead's so high? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. Yes. yes, Brian. Oh, no. So there were fantastic oh, people. Him. And, you know, I miss them. Would never be able to find them again. I love that. <laughs> I would have loved him. Yes, he was absolutely fantastic. And like I said, I could be wrong, but it just seemed like the relationship was more than just a friendship with him and the one girl I worked with. Oh, wow. Which, okay, that is a lifestyle that they choose. Okay. I It's not involving me. Right. So you, I'm horrible because I don't even look at people. Oh, I, well, Joel and I are so oblivious. We are so oblivious. So funny thing is in Vegas, I was at the grocery store and I'm walking in. You're just barely getting through the doors. And is the produce that was right in front when you first walk in. And I see this guy. I'm not focusing, but I can tell he's smiling. I'm like, whatever, you know, I just need to get the groceries and go home. And then I see waving. I'm like, okay, waving at someone behind me. And I get closer and he kind of like tilts his head more towards me. He's like, hi, Summer. It was a guy I knew. I knew his wife. I was friends with him. <laughs> oblivious. <laughs> Completely oblivious. Because I'm like. You know, if it's, if the person's really waving or smiling at me, um, they're barking up the wrong tree because I'm not going to flirt with anyone. Oh, yeah. No. 
same man, same store. I was walking into the store and this car is like creeping past me. And I'm like, okay, that's creepy. And he leans out. Hi, Summer. I'm like, oh, Dan, (laughs) you probably think I'm the most stuck up person in the world. You know, just a nice guy. And see, what's funny is usually the people I'm with are like, do you see that guy? Do you see so-and-so? And I'm like, what? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, we're, I'm, I think you and I are both to the point now that we're like, we're in our forties, <laughs> married, had children. We're, we're ancient. Not where it's supposed to be anymore. <laughs> right. No. There's yeah. like half the population is younger and more attractive than us. No, we're just yeah. not even gonna, we, our brains don't even go there anymore. Why would you flirt with me? Exactly. <laughs> you know, just like, why? Exactly. I look like I've been happily married for 25 years is what I look like. (laughs) (laughs) You still look good. I don't know about that. I let myself go a bit, but, you know, depression, anxiety, that'll do do it to you. So we're all good on that. Depression, anxiety. I keep my frequent flyer miles to the hospital lately. You know. I remember the deployments. Oh, I hated that. That was tough. Yeah, and he only got sent to Yuma. Joel, too? Yuma, Arizona. And that was it for like a full month. Six weeks. Was it six weeks? I yep. it, it felt like forever. And it really is forever when you don't have family there. Yeah. You know, so once again, the Marine wives pull together and yep. we become our own family. I remember. I remember... He Josh left. I was still living on Nash Road at the time when Josh got deployed, mm-hmm. and you and I banded together for you. But when Joel got deployed, I was actually living off base at the time. Oh, but I got lucky actually because the street I lived on, which was called Witten Circle, mm-hmm. I ended up having a really close friend that lived over the ditch from me. <laughs> Okay. And Joel, she was pregnant at the time and they were both Marines. Her and her husband were Marines, but Joel ended up building her and I a bridge over the (laughs) ditch with a two by 12. I remember a bridge. Yes. So she and I could walk across the bridge to get to each other's houses because (laughs) it was, I mean, it was really kind of ridiculous that we had to, I mean, we would try to jump over that bridge, but by the time (laughs) she was six months pregnant, there wasn't a whole lot of jumping. Yeah. And so we could walk over that bridge, but she and I kind of banded together. And then her husband would help take care of me whenever Joel left. And then Mm -hmm. the other girl that I was really close to, she wasn't military or military affiliated, but she taught at the same school with me. And she ended up getting one of the triplexes that was like three down from my other friend. Mm -hmm. So we ended up kind of taking over that whole circle. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So I'm pretty sure we moved. Not I think too y'all long. Were gone by then. Yeah, I'm saying I know we moved not too long after you were in there. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't remember you coming over to the 112 Witten Circle. I was there at least twice. Okay. You took care of me after my wisdom teeth were pulled, and that was like <laughs> oh less than a week that. before we moved. I remember that. Yeah, we moved shortly after. As in like my checkup after was Check up, hop in the U-Haul, and leave. I remember that. Yeah. 
So you were my nurse. I remember that. You fed me some awesome grits, and I always loved grits. Always, always. I think that's, I learned how to cook them because of that. Yeah, they were awesome. And then lasagna. Oh, oh, my lasagna. Oh, my God. I think everybody knows me for my lasagna. Yep. And it was, I mean, it took me an hour to eat my one piece of lasagna because, you know, it's okay. kind of swollen, but it was nice and soft and it tasted good. I think I was trying to come up with stuff that you could eat because I remember when I got my wisdom teeth pulled was in the same house. That te- that house was just bad for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I got mine pulled, mine was a, not nearly as good a story because my got my teeth pulled that morning and we had like six calls from Arkansas when we got back. <laughs> and that was, but that was when we found out that Joel's niece had passed away. Oh, dang. You remember that? When his Vaguely. niece, the baby, the baby had passed away from SIDS. Oh, so we ended up on the phone trying to find out if I could fly. We were on a plane that afternoon. So I had my wisdom teeth pulled and I was on a plane mm. <laughs> that night. So, yeah. golly, that was some crazy time. My dad had this heart attack while we were in North Carolina and... That sounds familiar to me. You know, and Joel was actually supposed to get stationed in Yuma. Oh, I'm so glad he didn't think about it because I didn't want to be that far away from my grandmother who was in her 90s. Yeah. And so Joel actually went to the board somehow and got his duty station changed. Good for him because Yuma. Yeah. I visited Yuma once. I did not, and I have not, and I don't plan to. It There's nothing there. No. I know somebody who was raised there, and I don't know if she loved it or not. I don't want to badmouth it, but it's not for me. Well, I went to Tombstone once. That's all of, that's all of Arizona. I've never we went to. too. That was so fun. But see, that's my thing. I love that kind of stuff. Yes, so do we. I love that kind of stuff. Oh, let me tell you, Jason is going to love you guys. <laughs> I, that I just, is my thing. Yes. Totally our thing. That's our type of vacation. That Me was a bucket too. list. Bucket list item. Check. Yep. I want to go there. I want to go to next. I want to go to Salem. <gasps> That's what we've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no we should kidding. totally do a couple's vacation and go to Salem. Oh, my word. Would that not be so fun? Oh, my gosh. That would be a blast. We should totally do that. Holy crap. The fact that we are on the same same wavelength almost all the time. That would be so much fun. So when y'all come up in August, we're going to start talking about it. (laughs) We're going to start planning. Yes. See, if we start putting that little bug in their ear. Oh, my word. That that would be be fantastic. It would be nonstop laughs. Oh, my God. We would have a blast. Because none of us can stay serious for long. No. No. Holy cow. Oh, lady. Well, we should probably wrap it up. I, have. I agree. My boys are getting impatient, too. So probably so. Yes. So I've got one you. of them chasing the reflection from my phone. <laughs> that's on the ceiling. So I wish him luck. <laughs> yes. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Hopefully we didn't lose you in our crazy same mindset drifting from everything under the sun okay if we did you can just come back and listen to the other half later it's worth (laughs) it
All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We'll see you later. Definitely. Bye. Bye. <laughs>